Frances Knipp is a churchgoer from Dallas. She recently visited the Rio Grande Valley with a group of more than 100 people as part of an interfaith prayer vigil for the migrants at the border. Advocacy groups, Texas Impact, and the U.S. Christian Leadership Organization coordinated the event that had the group visit asylum seekers in Matamoros and talk to legal and policy experts to learn more about the immigration crisis. Knipp spoke to Rio Grande Guardian editor Steve Taylor at First Presbyterian Church in McAllen after the tour's conclusion. Your first visit to the valley? Yes. Is it? I'm not from, originally I'm from Louisiana. Okay. I live in Dallas. Yes. So what's, what's this group of um, uh, interfaith uh, members doing in the valley? How long, how long have you been here, etc.? What's the purpose? Mm. Well, um, I can't speak for the whole group. No. Um, but um, I think the purpose is to bring um, bring a moral voice to this issue. Um, that this issue being the immigration um, crisis, the immigration crisis, um, and you know how we treat the children of God, and we live far away from the border. Dallas is an eight-hour drive, um, and so we needed to come here and see and witness. Um, some of it is witnessing, some of it is praying for the people, um, and some of it is meeting other people who also care and want to help. How many people are on the trip? Mm, I don't know. Um, Quite a few. I think books, maybe right? about a hundred. It's rather, mm. rather a lot. It, all from the Dallas area or across Texas? No, we are um, from across Texas. Um, I met someone from Victoria today. There are people from San Antonio and Fort Worth and Houston and I don't know where else. And today's the last day? Yes, it started uh, yesterday. You came down yesterday? Yes. And what's the visit been like? Where have you been? So um, we have spent time here um, being briefed um, together in this church, um, being briefed by attorneys um, who work with asylum seekers and um, also in worship. And today we went, um, we walked across the bridge um, into Matamoros and broke up into small groups and um, talked with people who are there who are seeking asylum seeking to enter the US and so that and so we had a Spanish speaker with each group to translate Mm-hmm. And I was so I was one of the translators. So the people that you met in Matamoros that were seeking asylum, what sort of stories did they have? All of the people who we met, who I've talked to other people um, who were there. All the people we met were from um, El Salvador and Honduras, um, and they were generally young, um, and there were many children and young children um, and they have been here some for weeks um, and they have dates, dates before a judge in the United States and we talked to one person whose date is, I think a group of people whose date is October 24th for example and we asked them how long did it take you to get here and they said generally two and a half months and it was very dangerous and we said how do you survive what do you do for food and um, they said well 
you know, everyone's selling everything, but we don't really have money. And whatever they had, they sold to get here for the journey. And so they said people from um, the U.S. bring us food in the afternoon, and people from Mexico bring us food in the morning. Um, but they said our children are bathing in the river, um, and they're getting sick. How, um, how many were in that group in Matabaras waiting? I don't know. We were told that the number has grown, that it used to be about 100, but since the MPP was passed or the new policy, there are they said there are 500. Um, when we were there in the heat of the day, so sometimes there aren't quite as many, but I would say at least a couple hundred we saw. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure, because we were talking to small groups. Did they explain why they were fleeing El Salvador? Yes. They said, um, we're fleeing violence, and also there's no work. So there were two reasons. Mm -hmm. Economic and, mm -hmm. and safety. Yes, economics and safety. Mm -hmm. And they just kept saying they want to come to the U.S. and work. Mm -hmm. And um, so they've presented themselves at the, at the bridge or in Matamoros. They've been dealt with by the U.S. authorities, and they've had not, they haven't been allowed in to the U.S., but they have had their names taken, and they can come, they can report back for their hearing at a later date. What were their spirits like? I'd imagine worn out. Yes, but tired. remarkably positive. And when we prayed for them and um, told them, they became, some became very serious and sad. Um, and and um, when we prayed for them, and and when we said we were sorry for what they were experiencing, mm -hmm. and they you know they wanted to talk to us about they wanted to ask us questions about the legal system, and of course we don't we can't we're not lawyers, and it's confusing mm -hmm. even for everyone. Mm -hmm. So, um, but other people talk, um, other people in the group said they talked to people who seemed um, defeated, mm. migrants who seemed defeated. Was that like the highlight of your visit to go and, and visit with the asylum seekers? Is that where you learned the most mm. from this trip? Because it must bring, it must have brought it all home when you actually see the people that, that are trying to get, to get here. Yes. I, I will say I am also extremely heartened to see so many pastors here. Um, who are willing to take time and whose congregations will send them. Um, I am very heartened by that, that we have a community um, and we can stay in touch and we can work together um, to hopefully affect change. Are you talking there of the pastors that have come down on this trip that yes. have been sent down here? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. The, the pastors who are here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're, it's not going to finish when you go back, is it? They're no. Gonna, they're going to keep the connections mm -hmm. and through the congregation work and uh, provide food at food or... Yes, there are uh, youth groups who are already coming down and providing food um, and just teaching our youth about the border. Um, and about what's happening here and seeing it. Um, there's, there's a lot of power in witnessing firsthand versus hearing secondhand. And I think that um, that across every political, across, cuts across political, the, the spectrum, um, especially in this age when people aren't sure what to trust. And, um, 
and also my friends who aren't in the church. Um, I have a lot of friends who are not Christian, and um, but they also are very interested in this topic, and I'm looking forward to going back and talking to them. And what message are you going to take back to your church and to those people, that, you know, your friends that are not in the church? What's, what what are you going to be able to say? That we need to speak out and advocate um, that it's our government, that we get the government that we ask for and that we vote for, and that we need to speak up about what's happening and we need more people to come and actually see um, what is happening and that actually. It's not um, a war zone at the border. Um, I think people were very concerned when I was coming. Um, for my, some, I had friends who were concerned for my safety. Your family probably. Uh, my family was not so concerned <laughs> for my safety, but they're more familiar with, I think, the situation. Um, but um, but it's. The thinking, the feeling back in Dallas and other parts of. Texas and the countries, this is very a dangerous place to be. Yes. You haven't found that? No, I have not. I have not found it to be true. So, people in other parts of the country really do have a, a, a big mi misconception about what life is like here, and they don't know, they obviously don't know how the, uh, why the asylum seekers are, uh, are seeking asylum. They haven't heard those stories. Right, they and have, that's right. And it's easy. And simple to to, to get to McAllen. Actually, it's far, but I'm a mom. Got two kids. I just wore my clothes I wear to pick up and drop off every day, and walked across the border yeah. and talked to people. I'm pleased you did. I'm pleased you went across. Yeah. Uh, Francis, is there anything else you'd like to say? It's been a moving experience, and um, you know they're just people. They're really just people, um, really almost all of them younger than me, um, and they just want to work and be safe like the rest of us and be productive members of society, um, and they can't do that where they are, and that is a tragedy, um, but we, have, we, we just need a way for people to be able to come here and work and maybe go home if they want. Um, we move products back and forth all the time. And people should be able to come across and work like they used to. And they can go home, they probably like to, if it were safe. Well, Francis, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you. This is an issue I care a lot about. And so, here I am. Thank you. Many of the faith leaders that participated in the vigil will be heading to Washington, D.C. to continue their efforts advocating for the humane treatment of migrants.